to say we're coming in the name of tolerance and instead what they did is they came to infect and to to redefine what marriage is spoiler alert they can't do that First day as a woman, and I'm already getting hot flashes. <laughs> Bonus points uh, for anybody who knows what movie that's from. I'll, I'll Three, give, uh, I'll give the listener two, a couple seconds to one. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> uh, honestly, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really, all time favorite. I would say literally, it's always been like top three. Next to like Ace Ventura, the second one, not the first one. Yeah, that's Ace Ventura. I as for uh, to paint the listeners, if you want to go back and listen to my Week Saw Center last week, I did that one. But uh, Ace Ventura two is definitely better than Ace Ventura one. Yeah, which is rare. Yeah, they, they and I can probably quote it. that whole movie. Same with Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> though. Get started. But I th- yeah, I, I think I think for me like just it's a uh, it's a nostalgic movie. So I would actually often turn it on when I grew up in, I grew up in Oregon, went to college uh, in Illinois and I would turn it on often like take naps too, because it just reminded me of like growing up and huh. just, it was just so, it just made me feel like home. That's funny. Um, just cause you know, the story, uh, you know, uh, Robin Williams, uh, uh, Daniel Hillard, that's his name. I could forget his first name for a second, but him and his wife get divorced and then they have the three kids and they're kind of caught in the middle and then. Daniel does whatever he can to get back into his kid's life, which equate or, you know, leads him to dress up as the nanny and to take care of the kids, um, uh, unknownst, uh, to the mother. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Let me ask you this in today's world, 2023, Mm uh, there's obviously (laughs) this, this, uh, drag culture, uh, that is, uh, pervasive, uh, invasive, if you will. Yeah. Uh, in our society, do you feel like Doubtfire would be offensive to the drags, <laughs> or would it be uh, celebrated and oh, say, "See, that's really interesting." Robin Williams, yeah. is a a ally huh. to the drags. Yeah, I mean, that's it's so weird because we're talking about a movie that's thirty years old. Just about, it and old? it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's about that old. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, I watch it growing up and I'm 33. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, that I, I could see it going either way, but I, I think, I, I mean, just because of Robin Williams being a celebrity is in our culture and yeah. how funny that movie is, I see that kind of being used as almost like a, see, like, it's not just a now thing. It's was a then thing too. And like, you know, kind of twisting it into like our, it's our problem. They've always been around and it's always been a celebrated thing or it's always been okay. Like in the right circumstances type of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could definitely see him being coy with that where it's like, everybody knows that it wasn't like a drag celebration movie, right? but 
they would maybe claim well, it. Yeah, to and be I such. I think it all comes down to motivation. Mm-hmm. Anything comes down to your motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the reality is the motivation of today's drag. What we see those clips on, you know, Daily Wire or PragerU or anything that's going viral. Well, not mainstream media because they're not going to put that on there. Right. But you know, of these um, drag drag shows or these drag queens like dancing super sexually in front of kids and turning it into this like nasty thing. Right. That wasn't, he was trying to get to his kids. Yeah. Like he was dressing up. Not sexual at all. And it was, it was funny because it was a woman, but that wasn't the point. He was dressing up as a, he was, he was, he was in, um, uh, disguise. Mm -hmm. It was a disguise. It wasn't him like Oh, I'm getting off by dressing up as a right. woman. Yeah. Or like I feel like I'm a woman. It was like I'm gonna put on a disguise so that I can be with my kids. Yeah. yeah. It just so happened to be a woman. Right. And if anything, this is where I could see uh the drag community, uh LGBTQ group getting uh triggered is like he kind of makes light of it. Like he he jokes. Yeah, and, true. And yeah. There, it's a comedy. Because it's funny yeah. that a man who clearly cannot be a woman is right. trying to pretend that he's Dale, a woman. Dale, dude <laughs> looks like a lady. Da, da. Yeah. Oh, exactly. dude. I'm telling you. That soundtrack is balling, too. <laughs> I got to get the, the reverb and the uh, EQ. Turn me no, up on no. my headphones. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's funny. Doubtfire. One top all times. I mean, I, I definitely like it. Yeah. I don't know if it's top for me, but I like it. Ugh, it's so uh, good. Yeah. I, I don't know that if, if Robin Williams and I'm sure, I mean, he was Hollywood and, and he would have kind of gone along with it, even though he was a little edgy sometimes and would go against the mold. Oh but, yeah. Uh, I wonder what he'd be thinking if he saw like what was going on in the world today. And it's hard to tell, man. Who knows? Yeah. But there is some crazy stuff going on. As uh, we like to document on this show. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, like as far as the news cycle goes, it's like there's all kinds of junk going on right now. And uh, I don't know that it's Trump's probably going to get arrested tomorrow. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the next the next clown show coming yeah. through trying to pin down Donald Trump. Uh, but I do think it's interesting, like uh, and uh when we were talking about the, like opening up the the show tonight yeah. with the quote, like you yeah. just did Doubtfire. Yeah, it just really, kind of happened to be honest. Like planning yeah. for it, but I do think it lends well to talking a little bit about yeah. the LGBTQI. I can't remember all the acronyms now or the, the yeah. letters that are associated with it, but uh, the gay community, the trans community, mm-hmm. and talking about. Uh, just some interesting stuff lately that's come up, uh, in that world. Mm-hmm. And I think it really exposes, uh, the need and maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit too, but the need for leadership. And when I say leadership, I'm talking like God ordained, like the way that God designed the world to work, man. That's, Sounds that's like something a fairy that's lacking. Tale, honestly, like, right. Oof. Yeah, it, it seems yeah, out of reach. let's talk about that. But recently there was an interesting thing, and, and this is a good example of that, actually. When I'm talking about what 
godly leadership and, and courage looks like. James Reimer, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right, is a goalie for the New York Islanders mm-hmm. NHL hockey team. And recently, uh, I believe it was last week. I think it's f- the, safe to say that this story, he found himself on an island. <laughs> you got that little smirk on your face while you say that. <laughs> That's uh is that technically a dad joke or is that just a Cody Hutchins special? I mean, right yeah, now it's a Cody Hutchins special because I'm not a dad. You're not a dad, but when you become a dad, it'll be a dad you've joke. You've got the full I got it. deck yeah. of yeah. dad jokes. <laughs> so yeah, James Reimer uh is the goalie for the New York Islanders and recently uh found himself in the middle of a situation where the San Jose Sharks, who they were playing against, uh they were traveling to San Jose to play them had a a celebratory pride night for their home game. And to celebrate, they were going to wear pride night jerseys. I'm assuming it had the, the rainbow flag on it. Or not as, (laughs) as, uh, Matt Walsh likes to call it the flag of the United States of gay. (laughs) (laughs) I got to give credit to Matt Walsh on that. That I've never heard that. So (laughs) funny. Uh, <laughs> I love it. The the flag of the United wow. States of gay. Nevertheless, they were donning those jerseys and <clears throat> James Reimer released the following statement. He says, uh, and this is from CBS. He says under the umbrella of H- NHL's hockey is at, I'm sorry. Let me start over under the umbrella of NHL's hockey is for everyone initiative. The San Jose sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight for all 13 years of my NHL career. I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my mm. life daily. I think Dang. it's interesting that he made that distinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a little stick I'm to not the just Western calling church. myself yeah. a Christian, but I'm showing you That's right. I'm a Christian. So on, watch James. this. I have personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins. And in response, asks me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone. And I always uh, have strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I'm choosing not to endorse, which I think that's important that we highlight that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. The, he's calling uh, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the LGBTQ community, they're saying, and I think it was the GM of the Sharks even came out and said, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm disappointed that he's not doing this because we're not asking for you to, like, endorse it. We just want tolerance and acceptance. That's all we're asking for. We just want everyone to <sighs> feel welcome. So deceptive. Yeah. It's one of the same. Yeah. And, it, and it's also so hypocritical to hold that line and, and essentially say, we want tolerance, and if you're not going to tolerate this, then get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, My dad always calls it the, the intolerant tolerance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it is like he's right. It's endorsing it because that is what is demanded from the religious left, as I like to Literally. call it. Yes, it's it's a religion. Say it's it. a cult. Yes. it's not just a political uh, ideology. Like the left is a cult, and they will stop at nothing. There is no mercy. There is no bounds. There is no stopping. It was in the mid 2010s. It was tolerance and acceptance mm. when same sex marriage was codified 
as if it needed to be like right. nobody was stopping them from participating in their lifestyle. No, but it was tolerance and accepted that was clamored for and begged for. And but then all of a sudden it became participation. And that, and, and, and I just want to take a quick, I'm sorry, but finish that, finish that. Then yeah, it became participation. So it's, it's then it's participation. Became, and then yeah. it's now today what we see yeah. is celebration that I, if you don't celebrate this and rah, rah yeah, yeah. and cheerlead this and be proud. Yeah. Hence the pride. If you're not proud of LGBTQIA plus, then you're a bigot. Yeah. Yeah, my cat, my quick caveat on that, I just wanted to say because it's it's so interesting. It's like tolerance and acceptance, and you know, back when uh, gay marriage was not legalized, and then it, be, and then it's it's the it's to, it's saying, hey, we want to be tolerated, we want to be accepted, and so we want the same, but it's not the same. So it's literally it was You're right. It was yes. a super deceptive. A hundred percent like not, I don't know. There's just not a better word for it. It was deception to say we're coming in the name of tolerance. And instead what they did is they came to infect and to, to redefine what marriage is. Spoiler alert. They can't do that. No. Um, only God gets to define what marriage is, but point being, you well, know, and marriage is like, the, it's just, yes, to us for sure. God absolutely defines what marriage is, but even take it to a non-believer like marriage is marriage. Like that's the word for it. And, and the definition of that word is the union between a man and a woman. Right. So if you put any adjective in front of it, other than what it is, you're going to get something totally different. Like there's no such thing. Really? There's no such thing as gay marriage, just like there would be no such thing as adulterous marriage. I mean, I hear people talk about open marriages. It's like, no, that's not really marriage. Uh, There's no such thing as animal marriage where you can be married to an animal. And I'm sure that's coming down the pipeline. Oh yeah. I'm going to call that one. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, you're totally right that uh, it, it, it changes, it redefines. And ultimately what it does is it devalues. And that's why when people say, well, gosh, why does this matter to you so much? Why do you care so much? It's because we know that it devalues marriage. It makes it less sacred. It makes it less, uh, less important, less significant, which Mm -hmm. is why you see divorce rates rising on a continual basis. It's why you see less and less people just getting married. Because what's mm. the point? What's the point in mm. getting married? If you can live together <laughs> yeah. and live your life like you're married, right. but not have the commitment of marriage, mm-hmm. like wh- why logically, not spiritually speaking, just like carnally, why the heck would you ever get married? Right. You never would. Totally. So the redefinition of marriage that uh, has occurred and it, and it started really with gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, the redefinition of marriage has really hurt our society. Big time. And it, and it's hurt the fabric of our society. It's hurt family values. And, and that's why we fight for it so hard. Right. Is because not only is it sacred to us as Christians, but we also know that this is crucial for mm. the, the health and wellness of our world. Totally. Yeah. So anyways, I'll go on. He, he speaks about endorsing it. He says, I'm choosing not to endorse 
something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I yes. love that. Like, he is just like, say sound, it, say solid. it, James. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth in the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others. It's like, this is so spot on. Like all others should be welcomed in all aspects in the game of hockey. Uh, Mr. James Reimer, thank you for yes being bold. Thank you for being uh, true to your convictions and being mm-hmm. a good example yeah. of what this world needs more of, which is, uh, in my opinion, good and strong men. Yeah. And I say both of those because if you get just one or the other, you're not necessarily going to have the, the complete mm-hmm. um, masculine necessity that our yeah. world needs. Yeah. If you have just strong men, but they're not good, right? then you've got dictators mm. and abusers. Yeah. If you have just good men, which I think the goodness probably leads to strength, but let's just say like good in the sense of like kind, uh, there's a, a care uh, for other people. And, and people Empathy. that are and men that yeah. are just like good. Right. Uh, there's an integrity. There's an honesty. There's a truthfulness to that. But if it's a good man that's not strong, that can just get pushed over or silenced. treaded on or silenced, yeah. then the goodness doesn't matter because right. it's just held up inside yeah. and, and it's not um, being displayed. So good men, and, and really what that means is like, God-fearing men, right? Yeah, godly men, and those godly men need to be strong men. Mm-hmm. That is what our society is desperately lacking. Mm. And my fear—I was actually having a conversation with a friend the other night—that, uh, and we, we say this, we've said this on the podcast so many times, and it's not original to us, but that that cycle of mm-hmm. weak men producing hard times, hard times producing hard men, or, or I guess, uh, easy men, soft men, soft yeah. men, probably is the best yeah. way to put it. Soft mm-hmm. men producing hard times, hard times producing hard men, hard men producing soft times and soft times cycling back to the soft men. Yeah. We have a society that from the, the golden generation of hard men back mm-hmm. in the world war two age, yeah, it produced such <laughs> a long period of soft times that now yeah. we have reaped a bunch of soft men as a whole society. Not everybody obviously is, right. but uh, as a whole, our society is full of soft men uh, or boys mm. <laughs> that just haven't grown up yet. Uh, <clears throat> and that's producing hard times. We're, we're in the beginning of hard times, and I believe that we're going to continue to be in hard times yeah. until that cycles into hard men. The issue with that is that if those hard men are not also good men or more importantly, godly men, mm. those hard men are hard to deal with and hard to live mm. with. And that is not going to be pretty. Yeah. Um, but we're not there right now. Right, right now we're in the midst of soft men and hard times. And what that also produces is confusion. Yeah. Uh, around what the heck is going on in the world. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, <clears throat> I heard uh, Dr. Michael Brown speak uh, several years ago. And um, I think in the Christian community, we've heard the 
you know, talk about the spirit of Jezebel quite often. The, probably the more charismatic that you lean, you hear about it more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you know, it it I I've I've never heard it quite the way that he put it, and you know, Jezebel was a um, was a queen and was a evil woman. Yep. Who, um, if I remember correctly, there were, you know, there were, uh, there were castrated men, there were eunuchs that would serve, serve him and her Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and Ahab, Ahab being a very weak man, Right. right? A weak leader. She actually needed the weak man to, she didn't want the, the front power. She didn't want to be out in front. Right. She actually wanted to, for him to be the puppet and her mm-hmm. to play the strings behind. Yep. Um, and so long story short, um, she, she does what she needs to do through Ahab, Ahab being as weak as he, you know, as he was, did what she needed him to do, but was really interesting. If I remember the story correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but the demise of, uh, of Jezebel was the eunuchs throwing her mm-hmm. off of the of the balcony yeah. to her death, and then the the horse trampling horses trampling over her, and it was fascinating to me to hear Dr. Michael Brown talk about the decades of conditioning that our society and this, uh, tr- I mean, just point blank, the spirit of Jezebel that has taken root in our nation. Mm-hmm. That's what exactly is happening has castrated the men of our society to a point of like, it is feminism, this feminism, that. And I mean, you look back at like, I mean, this has been going on for decades. Yeah. Look at our media. Mm-hmm. Look at the men in the media. Homer Simpson, duh, drinking the beer. Duh, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really care. Just a dud, <laughs> you know, Kevin James, uh, King of Queens. Right. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Yep. Ray Ramon. Like, it, it plays itself out so many times over this. These dads are just, they're just stupid and they're, they don't really know. And they, they may say a joke here or there, but they don't roll. <laughs> I'm just stupid. Yeah. Just, you know, don't, they're not strong. They're not, they don't have any, um, uh, substance to them. Right. Um, and so anyway, long story short, he just basically says, you know, for this to turn around, it will take the castrated men to rise up and to cast Jezebel. Mm-hmm. to her death yeah to take their place again as right. men yeah um and i think that I, th- I thought that was pretty profound yeah no that is and and that's not pretty yeah that's not clean yeah and and i think that is that is a good imagery of the the spiritual war that we're fighting exactly and we need to understand right. that like, yes they're yeah, I'm not I, saying I go all, find the Jezebels the and kill them. I'm that's no, that. This is a hundred percent. This is a spiritual battle. Yeah, but it, it requires that level of um, not not f- obviously physical violence, but there's yeah. like that that vigor mm-hmm. and that emotional yeah. uh, spiritual fortitude. Yeah, it's fortitude. It's 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 just like a refusal. Like we have to refuse. And what that means is that if the other side is coming at you, I mean, it's just with, with physics, if there's a certain amount of force and and two objects meet, whichever object has more inertia behind it is going to move 
that object. So it might seem like in this war that we're fighting, this spiritual war that we're fighting, that we have to be like, ooh, uncomfortably confrontational or uh, uncomfortably direct or blunt or, uh, gosh, that doesn't sound super warm and fuzzy and nice. Mm. But the reason that those of us that are currently standing up against the uh, vileness that is the religious left mm-hmm. that is trying to indoctrinate our society, groom our children, uh, remove God from our nation, and uh, ultimately poison the church as well. Mm-hmm. Like all of those things are at play here. Right. And they, they want to shut those of us that actually do have a voice and do have a spine. They want to shut us up. They want to cancel us. So it might feel like our response is, well, that's a little over the top. Mm. But in reality, we are responding with the appropriate amount of inertia mm. to keep from being moved. So my response of, of sternness and my response of, I like the word you used of rigidity of just like refusing to be moved. Mm-hmm. And that means pushing you back. Yeah. That response, the only reason it might seem violent or it might seem intense is because of the level of intensity that you, the religious left right, are bringing in my direction. Right. I'm not the one that's imposing these things on you. And this is another good example of what, and I'll steal it from Matt Walsh again because he says it and it's so good is that the burden is not on me. It's not on James Reimer to say why he doesn't want to wear the Jersey. The burden is on you LGBTQ to tell me why I should. Yeah. Why should I celebrate pride month, pride night, whatever? Like tell me why I should. And don't just say, because if you don't, you're a bigot. Like, that's right. not an answer. Totally. Tell me what is a good, logical, justifiable reason why I should do this. And then we can talk about that. Yeah. But the burden is not on us who are just standing our ground. Yeah, we've already owned to, this ground. Yeah. Like, this is not anything that is, like, it's just interesting because it's like there are times... I don't know. I'm just thinking about the the differences of like where like David and Goliath, right? Where it's like, and I know, I know, we're not David. Jesus is David. I know, I know. <laughs> but David got pissed off because John John Gray is that the guy's name? Uh, John Gray. I don't know. The big black pastor. Yeah, yeah, John Gray. Yeah. Great speaker. Yeah, like, oh yeah. Really yeah, good yeah, speaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he totally yeah. butchered the heck out of that. Oh really? I don't. I didn't even know yeah. about that. We were David in his story. I'm pretty sure. Wait, we his, are in his sermon. Oh, oh, yeah. in his sermon, in his yeah. sermon. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm tracking with you. He was now. saying that we were. Oh like, boy, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. So, uh, but yeah, so you know, in that situation, obviously the the um, the Israelites were allowing the Philistines. Like the Philistines were on God's land. Right. That's what pissed David off. Yeah, is that nobody was saying. This is God's land. Mm -hmm. They have no right to be here. Yeah. Right. And so there's this, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to talk this out because in my head, I'm just thinking there's like two different things, right? There's, there's okay. Stand the ground, stand your ground. But there are times when it's like, they're on God's land. 
And like some, and, and I'm not saying you go and you take, uh, I'm not saying the physical violence needs to happen. That's not what I'm, no. pro- that's not what I'm proposing no. or perpetuating. And I'm not even saying like necessarily, and, and it's like, I get it. Social media is a platform, but I just think there are more effective ways to live out our lives yeah. and to fight that battle than being well, a keyboard James, warrior. James Pri- Minor? Reimer. Reimer. Yeah. James Reimer. To me, that is uh, the violence that I'm talking about. Right. That is the aggression that I'm talking about to yeah. saying, I will not bow to your God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sort not going like to take my, Mordecai and you're not going to, yeah. And you're not going to take this ground. So you do whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. I will not bow. Yeah. That is exactly what I'm talking about. And he did it with love and with kindness. And if anything, man, to our three, maybe now four listeners, you know, we were double digits. I know we were double double digits. digits. Hey, 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 I know, I know. But I would just say if they're, you know, and for women too, for, of course, but we're talking about the men because the men are in the targets right now. So mm-hmm. for any men who are listening. And it's on the men to turn it around. Totally. Like, let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. The men are in yeah. the crosshairs. The yeah. men are the ones being castrated and, yeah. and right. unicized. Right. It's on us to turn it around. It's on us yeah. to throw Jezebel off the balcony. Come on. Come on, Isaac. Yes. So. That's going to be fired up. <laughs> to the men. Whether you've been unicized or not. I don't know if that's even the right word. I don't but know, I just but we know there. what it means. It we get it. You got your, you got them balls chopped off. <laughs> neutered. <laughs> neutered. Um, be encouraged. Like, do not fall prey to the societal influences of our world. Mm-hmm. Do not bow. Do not bow. Like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so much to gain from not bowing Mm -hmm. and let courage rise up in you Mm -hmm. when you see these other men and these other people standing for righteousness and for truth and for holiness and things that are set apart. That's what marriage is. It was set apart. It was supposed to be right. And so, but marriage aside, I'm just saying, use that as an example, like let courage rise up in you and say, you know what, (laughs) what do I have to fear? Mm -hmm. Like to be what canceled? Give me a fricking break, dude. Yeah. Bring it on. Cancel culture. Like, do you think I care about that? Like I love dudes like Matt Walsh. Now I, and, and you know, I, Matt, I don't know. I don't know where Matt really, I don't know. I just, I don't, you know, but, but seeing him just being like, uh, just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, Oh yeah. No, just that, he's, he goes for it. He's all oh, it. dude. And it's like, he just try to cancel me. Yeah. Just try. Well, and he knows the truth <laughs> and this isn't the reason to, I freaking to, love that. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. And, and this isn't the reason to, uh, I guess be anti cancel culture, yeah. but there is a reality that still in this country, there's, there's a bunch of like, silent scared people yeah that do think the same way that we do yeah they're just quiet about it because they don't want to be canceled but when somebody else gets canceled it actually like we've seen it over and over again it 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 boosts well i was yeah i was actually gonna say beneficial to them because when we were talking about this before um i i got it mixed up because i didn't know this james Reimer. reimer 
was I, I thought this was the first, which happened a couple months ago. Right. The same exact thing happened a couple yeah. months ago, and the dude's jersey skyrocketed. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing went and, through and the that's roof. Not again. That's not the motive to no hold for to sure your right values right, right, right. and stick to your the, guns. But the, just know yeah, the point is there's a parallel economy out yeah. there that's more than happy to support you when you do. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just so crucial. And even and if what, you don't, though, at the end, I just want to say, even if you don't get supported and you go down with the ship, God bless you. Yeah. Like you, it's at least and there have been plenty of conscience. Well, and there have been plenty of martyrs. And this is this is has <laughs> holds getting canceled holds no way to getting burned at the stake. Right. So. Just, yeah. I understand that. Not, not yet. Not yet. No. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like, that's real. Absolutely. But thankfully Absolutely. we're not there yet. We still have time. Right. Uh, my, my point is though, right at this, at this point in time, there's no, there holds no weight. Right. But <clears throat> those people's testimony and you know what they did and, and like God used that for the kingdom in ways that we have, we can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that's why we're here. Yeah. So we will receive persecution if we don't that's when we got to be asking ourselves what am i living for yeah you know if i'm if i'm not facing like i love gk chesterson's quote only a living thing swims against the stream Hmm. like that rocked me when i first heard that yeah you know it's like if i'm going if everything's hunky-dory i have to ask myself am i dead yeah am i dead inside or am i swimming against the current of society and what society tells me is good Mm -hmm. and right Mm -hmm. you know and so You know. Yeah, I think something else that's really interesting is that when our society has godly strong men, good strong men, there is the, a level of courage, there's a level of um, strength and fortitude that comes with that, where, like, obviously godly men are good men, they're going to have values, right? Mm-hmm. And their strength is going to allow them to stick to those values, where they're principled people. And they're not swayed to the left or the right by culture, by societal pressure, by uh, the enticement of, of money or things like that, like yeah. they're principled. And in doing so, and being valued, and 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 being courageous with those values and sticking to those values, it just provides a clarity to society. Mm-hmm. It's clearer. You don't have the rampant celebration of gender dysphoria. Right, yeah. You don't have all of this confusion. I mean, totally. my heart was broken. I was listening to a clip um, mm. from a a show that's been on TLC for a long time now. It's like in its eighth season. And when I first saw it come out, I was like still living at home in college. Mm. And I was appalled when I saw it then. And it's just crazy that it's still going on now. But it's called I Am Jazz. And it's about this boy who uh, was young and started doing the transitional stuff to try to become a girl. Obviously, he can't, but uh, yeah, young boy. And this was eight eight, seasons? This was like eight years ago that this started. So, dude, uh, I've never heard of this. Yeah, at that point in time, it was like the first of this kind, and it was shocking. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Today, it was heartbreaking because I was listening to this clip, and Hmm. he's, uh, he's, wanting to become a girl but he can't obviously he's had all kinds of surgeries Mm. and he's just emotional he's sad and he's just like i don't feel like myself i just want to feel like myself and the sick thing 
and I don't know where I don't follow the show. I have no idea like if he has a dad in the picture or not. Sure. But the sick thing is his mom is there and his mom is talking to him and she's just she's a horrible, terrible person uh for for doing this to her child. Right. But uh she's sitting there saying it'll be okay. You're just doing that thing. You're just in your head like I get it. I know what you're going through. And right there, I just, I literally out loud in my car, I said, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't know what he's going through because you trans your kid. Right. And you didn't Good have that happen night, to you dude. when you were a kid. So <sighs> without the presence of a good, strong man yeah. in that boy's life, he, he doesn't have clarity. Right. And he's left to gosh dude the the Uh. result of his lunatic mother yeah Uh, you can't even call her a mother she's she's advocated her duties oh yeah for sure yeah she's now just playing with him yeah he's a toy he's an experiment to her she's no he's a he's a way to uh make money or that yeah yeah also that which is Um, disgusting yeah but that is that is the type of thing that can happen Mm -hmm. without good strong men that's yeah. the point and there's a clarity right that comes about in our society when when we have an overwhelming amount of good strong men yeah mm. yeah i heard a uh well i will say real quick this is not that's not that's this is not the only thing i mean it's crazy to think that 2017 was when gay marriage was legalized that and that was what I'm gonna do the math on that five six years ago or uh, was it 2017? Seven. Was it only 2017? No way. Or 20? No, it had to be before that. It was when Obama was Maybe in it was office. 2015. That would be when he was in office. It was either 2015 was it or 2017. Was a little earlier. It no, definitely no, no, was no. not. No, it was it was not earlier than 2015. I know that. Yeah, that would have been but, eight years ago. So eight years ago. So which is crazy, because <laughs> that's you said eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But uh, I, I heard about, a, and I forget the girl's name, <clears throat> but she is suing Kaiser Permanente, which is from my neck of the woods in the Northwest, for um, 17, let's see, she was 13, so this was only, so this, was, this wasn't quite eight years ago, I guess. But Kaiser Permanente f- performed a double mastectomy on her, um, and, and, but basically the reason why she's suing them is because the doctor said this was the only way to cure her mental health. Mm. When this girl was, she was prepubescent or like right in puberty yeah. when this was happening. Um, and, and so the point that, you know, they didn't go through any of the other mental health procedures. They said, this is the only way to cure it was to, to perform this gender altering mm-hmm. society or society surgery on her. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's crazy. I guess it, to me, I guess I'm just saying that because it's this seems like pervasive in our culture now, but it's been pervasive then, like right. then too. Yeah, then it was, it was scratching the surface, mm-hmm. like it was just kind of starting to become a thing. But that, I mean, that show was definitely more shocking then. Oh sure. Now yeah. it's like full blown celebration. For sure. And if you don't celebrate it, you're definitely a big yeah. And but I just want to, yeah, it was like, eh, just tolerate it. Like, right. It doesn't have to be your cup of tea, whatever. Right. Now you must drink the Kool-Aid. Right. And I, and I just want to say, you know, if you put a hundred women and 10 men on a deserted Island, 
in 20 years, there's going to be a thriving community with kids and laughter and, you know, communities and all that stuff. You put a hundred trans women <laughs> and 10 men on a deserted island. I was wondering where you were going. With in that. 20 years, you're going to have 110 men's skulls. Uh, yeah, right. That's, That's just math. Yeah. The math is mathin'. Yeah. I, I, I saw that on an Instagram reel the other day and Did it you? got me. It, la- it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. But yeah, we need, uh, and we know this. It's like we've been beating this drum since we started this podcast. And, and even before yeah. that, it's like that's what motivated us to start the podcast. Yeah. Is that the, the religious left, the cult of the left, has definitely sunk its teeth into yeah. our society. It, it has sunken its venomous fangs into our society. It's doing it to our children. Right. And the, when are we going to raise only up? thing yeah. that is going to revert back to stability, back to clarity. Uh, I mean, I think it's in Luke 21 where Jesus talks about the, the, second coming when he's going to come back and he talks about how the people will faint from fear in those times because interesting i don't remember of yeah Hmm. and it it comes from just this anxiety because there is a lack of of and and i'm totally paraphrasing this so I'm, i'm not quoting it but the the paraphrase is essentially that the lack of heart in men mm. and, and heart, not meaning necessarily like the physical heart, but like the sure. lack of like centeredness, <sighs> the lack of Dude. groundedness is what causes that. My, so my, my. that is like, it's really clear. God gives the prescriptions for these things. There's a reason that he created the order Absolutely. that he did. Right. It's because Men need to step up, need to rise up, need to lead the charge, lead the fight, and and holding the ground. And look, we're going to be called violent. We're going to be called haters. We're going to be called bigots. We're going to try to get, they're going to try to cancel us. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity, mansplaining. (laughs) Yeah. It's worth it. Totally. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, God save our nation and. Uh, we need more people like James Reimer and and others to to stand up and fight and turn it around. <laughs>